Welcome to the English Waffle. Hello, listeners, and welcome to the English Waffle, a podcast for learners of English to help you improve your listening skills by listening to real conversations. On this podcast, I talk about different topics with my co host, Owen. We give tips to learners about how to use grammar properly in spoken English. We have fun, we interview guests, and sometimes we play some music. The idea is that regular listening to English can be very beneficial to your English long term. But if you want dedicated English lessons to accompany your listening practice, you could consider trying out a one to one lesson with English Waffle. To find out more about this and also discover the quizzes, transcripts uh, uh, that accompany this podcast, go to englishwaffle.co.uk forward slash create account to find out more. This podcast is made possible for free to you by donations from our listeners. You can make a donation, however small or large, by visiting buymeacoffee.com forward slash English Waffle. English listening. What advice do you have uh, for students wanting to read? wanting to be better understood let's say that's the question that ended part one of um, business english mike and robert continue in part two by talking about how to define business english further um, is it professional english is it english for specific purposes or simply needs-based english in this episode we hear some confessions anecdotes but primarily we hear about the importance of one key language skill. Listen to find out what it is and enjoy the conversation. English listening. Well, I think I think number one would be not to get too self-conscious about it. Um, so let's say, for example, a French person who thinks they've got a very French accent. Um, what I would say is that the, when when people when you are speaking, people want to understand you. Right. Yeah. So you've already got a, a, a willingness on the on the behalf of the listener to to say meet you halfway. Like right. they, 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 it's like giving a speech at a wedding. You know, people want you to do well. Like you're they right. want you to do well. Right. Um, but I would say that uh you know there are practical tips to 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 get better. Um uh the the I, the, the biggest one is to speak slower. So we tend to when we when we when we are speaking a foreign language to kind of go like go at it really fast. Mm. And uh, and that doesn't help the listener understand you because, you know, you do need to articulate more. That's right. And I think that's a great communication tip in general. You know, when I started teaching English, I. I consciously you know, started slowing my pace so that my student could understand me. Uh, but I've carried that on, you know, to speaking with English speaking people because it just helps with communication and it's clearer. So it's a yeah, very good tip. Um, yeah, and I think I also recommend for uh, accent reduction. Well, it's good to repeat, it's good to watch and observe and repeat. Right. So it's easier said than done, but, you know, watching a movie and kind of uh, hitting pause and repeating what was said, for example, easier said yeah. than done. Though. Yeah. Excellent. Because definitely 
that reminds me of a, a very important skill in business English, and that's listening, being able to understand, but also the skill of checking for understanding, checking for understanding, and, and also asking, you know, to repeat if, if, if it wasn't understood, you know, to not be shy, and what words can you use to not offend the other person? You know, I think there are tricks and tips for that. I mean, I think we've, you've touched on some really good stuff there, is, is this idea of clarification, to make sure that you understand what was said. So summing up at the end of a meeting, can we just, can we just sum up our action points there? That's a good one. That's a good one. That's a yeah. Very good one. Especially if you've just been like staring out the window the whole time, <laughs> thinking about your dinner or like, you know. <laughs> right. So did I get this straight? You want, what, what did you want again? Like How, how many units of, of furniture? <laughs> did you say a hundred? A hundred or a thousand? hundred or a thousand. Yeah, no, and, and, and that's a skill that any good salesperson um, should have, regardless of whether or not they're learning business English or not. And it goes back to teaching maybe skills in English instead of focusing on the language, perhaps it should be really just teaching the skills that just happens to be in English, you know? Yeah, yeah. And, and I think if we take business English as very um, quite abroad, again, like our umbrella term at the beginning, it's like, it's, if we think of who uses it, business English, we're not just talking salespeople. We're talking right. people who work in, in, uh, in any work environment. That is business right. English. I think, I think for me, there is a sort of still business means like, I, I imagine a person in a suit and going, you know. Right. Do you know? I'm a businessman. I'm a businessman. Let's talk KPIs and like, <laughs> you know, it's like, it doesn't. Right. Right. And that's, and you're right. And it's changing, right? That, that kind of dusty old image of, of the, the man in the suit. And typically man, exactly. Like right, typically. Uh, maybe, maybe the term should be professional English. You know, I don't mm -hmm. know what the term should be. Um, maybe it's really just about the skills and not about the actual language. So maybe we can talk just for a little bit about how, you know, what are the differences between informal everyday English and business or English for work, English for professional purposes? What, what are we talking here? Well, I mean, you, in, in a professional context, we still need to be ourselves, right? We don't want to come off as fake. Yeah. Um, but there are certain things. I would say that I don't act necessarily the same uh, in a professional context as I would, uh, you know, when I'm hanging out with my friends, right? Uh, when I'm hanging out with my friends, I might, I might, I might make a lot of jokes. I might make uh, some inappropriate jokes, right? I mean, you know, they're friends, so I think I think there are certain limits, right? Um, and there is a like a a line to be drawn, you know, between the two worlds. So. Being a good listener, you know, really listening, active listening, asking questions. Um, and in fact, those are good ways to influence people. Um, when you're listening and really listening, you know, then that other person is going to be like, wow, I really like, you know, I really like Robert. He's such a good listener. You know, I feel good when I'm around him, you know. 
and it doesn't have to be fake right it should be real uh, and just keep that curiosity and i think understand that you don't have to use fancy words and don't try to impress people uh, that's that's when it backfires <laughs> you know when you're trying to impress someone that's one thing that, that's occurred to me there, some really interesting points there. One thing I'd like to pick up on is a difference between the way we listen, the way we interrupt while listening, uh, uh, if that's not a contradiction, it, the way that we interrupt with friends and the way we interrupt in a, in a work environment. I think they're very different because if we're having a friendly conversation, I'd be like, yo, Robert, hey, no, 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 I don't think so. I don't know. I'm going to say, yeah, yeah exactly. no, 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 sure. Right. And, and, and actually, that would lead to chaos and bedlam, you know, in an office. If everybody is speaking at the same time and, and everybody is, is, is uh, shouting over one another, which effectively happens in certain countries. But, but, but um, that's true. You know, <laughs> perhaps in Saudi Arabia. I mean, uh... <laughs> um, yeah, I'm not going to go too much into details. I don't think just not through risk of, of uh, just through uh, like risk of getting it wrong, actually. Oh, right. Um, okay. Yeah. But you're right. It depends on the culture. Yeah. Um, no, absolutely. So there, there is a different way that we act. I know, look, in a professional environment, we're, we're on, we're always on, you know, we're on air, everyone's watching, everyone's judging. Uh, there's a certain appearance that you have to have. That, that's an interesting idiom, isn't it? We're on. Like, what, what, do, right. what do we mean by that? Right. For, it's like, it's like, um, it's like we're on a like a radio show or a TV show and the camera is on, you know, it's on we're, air. We're Meaning, performing. Yeah, we're like, right. Don't think don't think that no one is watching. Like if, if ever you think uh, you're talking to someone and, you know, in a room and, and no one else is watching, they are. Someone else is watching and judging you. So I think I just mean that you have to be kind of always on your game in a professional environment. Meaning be yourself yes but be aware that uh not to use uh you know not to swear not to not to also talk bad about someone you know that the, it's absolutely like, that's like diplomacy in a way i mean that that's a very important part of how you say things you don't want to offend anyone um you have to stay polite always for sure yeah um, have you ever offended? Let's get. Have you ever offended anybody in a oh, meeting? Sure, I've made mistakes, of course. Oh my god, uh, I remember meeting once uh, someone at the office. Uh, she was telling me about her position that she's been doing this for for eight years, and I think I said, I think I asked her. I, I just like I said, "Are you married?" She's like, "No." Why? I'm like, "No reason." Just, just asking. It, it got really awkward, um, and but she was right. Like I had no. That was a really personal question that really had no relationship with what we were saying in in a, in a business context. Sure, it was it was really just chit chatting for me. It was just a, you just uh, wanted to break the ice. You wanted to right. feel comfortable, right? But in the end, she was totally right because if she let's say she had said yes, I am married, I would have had nothing further to say yes. anyway i would have just been like okay right like so there was no so yeah to measure your words and and to be comfortable with silence 
right? I think I think I think I had asked her that maybe because there was a maybe a gap in the in the conversation, and so I asked her a, a filler, let's say, and that was a mistake, and that's okay, right? But we all another know. another super interesting area maybe within business English is how to conduct small talk and build relationships in effect without stepping over into the personal sphere where people feel uncomfortable yeah that's right it's very very interesting space isn't it, it um is. any advice for listeners who who would like how to know what questions are not appropriate for the workplace i mean this is tricky i think this is very cultural dependent i would say on the company and on the person you're talking to maybe yeah i mean i think i mean religion, it... religion politics and sex is always maybe a good starting point not to go into that's right i mean that's right like asking if someone is married is i learned this mistake uh because you know they could be in a in a relationship but not necessarily married and and may think that maybe you're judging them so um so i guess but even children i've made you know do you have any children no and awkward silence because uh maybe maybe they want children and they can't have children and now they just have to say no to you so it is it is pretty tricky i just found that the more i focus on listening and really listening and and uh of course but to listen you have to ask questions um so there is a there is a part of me that has to lead the conversation in a way and i think after after a while you 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 do get a feeling whether or not this person is uh maybe through their eye contact through the way they smile at you the, the the way that they smile at you there is an invitation there is a lot of body language in in all of this right <laughs> He says, I'm nodding right now. I mean, if you, you can't right. see me if you're listening just to the audio, but I'm I'm agreeing with Robert by nodding my head. And, and effectively, this is what we do, I think, 80% of the time, something like that, right. through facial gestures and body, just general, like, what the way we move our bodies is is huge part of language oh, yeah. huge part huge. You know, whether the person is facing you you know or is kind of to the side is is he is his eyes uh, or her eyes looking around or straight at you are they smiling are they not of course these are all cues that you have to kind of observe for sure but again i think if you come into the situation thinking thinking that okay i am a, i am a leader and i'm a, and i'm a listener um more than i have to go in there and impress people right you go in there you're a quiet leader you listen and you you take interest in people and what people have to say because most of what people have to say is fascinating it's interesting you you think you know what they're going to say, but you don't. And and you'll, you're always surprised by what you'll learn, really. And you will have a great amount of influence on them if you're a good listener, because they will have a very good um, a good view of you, right? They a good opinion of you. The, you know, the listener and not the braggart, right? The, the person that brags and that 
talks me 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 some of these people actually think that they're like the star you know at the meeting but they're not everyone else behind their back is saying oh my god this this person wouldn't you know wouldn't stop talking he wasn't listening to me at all was just like cutting me off um you don't want to be that person (laughs) i wonder if we could bring it back for the last five minutes to maybe talk about what do we think about business english and i don't know like in some sort of wrap up okay so sure so my feeling on business english is that the real the the way to really get progress you know for students to progress and to feel to feel like they're progressing is for them to really speak about their real job like whatever they're actually doing you know so if they're a project manager at at a company that builds websites then okay i'm your teacher talk to me about your project you know what are you working on right now do you have to present it to uh another country great okay then i'm going to play the role of your collaborator you know on the i'm the polish person and you're and you're you present to me uh and i will ask questions i will listen and i will ask questions and so I think this idea of role-playing very practical content, which is whatever they're currently working on, I think is the best way to improve business English. Um, because I say business because it's, it's professional. I mean, it's, it is, it's their job, right? We're talking about their job. We're not, we're not talking about how to order pizza in Italy, right? Like it's, it's what is your current job? And so I like to get really practical and get really not, you know, in, into the weeds of uh, the exact details of what they're talking about. And, and just them practicing uh, and, and being, you know, having, uh, doing this role play and recreating uh, that fear, right? Like, because if, if we're able to recreate the fear, it's, it feels for them almost the same as, as the real thing. Like the same part of their brain is, you know, being like lit up. Right. So we want to just like in the military, how they, you know, they'll drill like the American, the U.S. military will like recreate like Baghdad, like, you know, to, you know, they'll put a mosque, they'll put like like it's like real. Right. And, and that's what I think is the best method for for teaching business English. It's almost like it's not it's almost not even teaching. It's not like here's a, you know, here's a PowerPoint presentation on business English. No, it's. You're going to do 90% of the talking uh, and I will give you feedback and correct you. Um, and I will try to play the, also a good business English teacher will do a lot of research and, and try to understand uh, that specific industry. You know, in fact, uh, if, if let's say I have a student who's an engineer that needs to present. In fact, I have a, a student who is an engineer and uh, who has electrical, he repairs electrical, uh, what are the power outlets for uh, electric cars? You know, those, those okay, of, uh, yeah, fast yeah, yeah. chargers or something, electric chargers. Okay. And he often has to call China uh, because they, they're manufactured in China. And so he'll be talking in English with, you know, a Chinese based. Uh, and so I will actually do the research on, uh, you know, electric chargers and try to come up with, uh, you know, questions and try to play the role of the Chinese uh, person so that he can 
practice, just practice. I really like those ideas. I like that, that um, focus on what the student needs for their real life. I like that, that we're not going to pretend that we're working on Wall Street or, you know, some sort of, it's, it's based on their everyday needs. Um, I like that. And I just add that what, further to what you've said a lot in this call, listening is the key actually to a lot of our interactions. If you can be a good listener um, and that, that, whether you're talking to a supplier in China, and then particularly if you're talking to a non-native speaker, you really need to listen. <laughs> you need to crank up those listening skills to the max. Yes. Because you're going to find it, you, there is room for misunderstandings and for, uh, yeah. So I, I think listening is crucial. Um, listening is huge it's it's huge um when you know when i ask my students what skills are most important to them you know reading writing listening and or speaking a lot of them say speaking but when i when i dig deeper and i ask more questions i realize that in fact it's really listening that they need welcome to the english world. well that's the end of the interview that i had with robert from the school uh, English English for Life school in Montpellier in France. What do you think of business English? We'd love to hear from you. We'd love to hear what you thought of that conversation and your own experience of being taught business English or using business English, using English in your work uh, on a daily basis. As usual, you can contact us on our email which is contact at englishwaffle.co.uk or just visit our website englishwaffle.co.uk and leave us a message. As usual there is a quiz to check your understanding of the English in this conversation and also transcripts available on the website for the price of a cup of coffee. So why don't you go over there and look at the transcript and do the quiz. Also just telling one person to like and subscribe to our podcast really helps us keep going and share this content with listeners around the world. So that's it for now. See you next time. Ciao for now. Welcome to the English Waffle where we'll talk about random stuff. We'll take you on a journey where you'll find out soon enough. That listening to the waffle is an entertaining way of sharing with you foreigners the things that British people say. Woo! So join us on the waffle and strap yourselves in. For ten whole earth in minutes of English listening.